Friday afternoon deploy will disappoint you if you compare it to what Sean gave us in Figma. Recording. You just hear bang, 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 bang. bang, bang. bang. All right, we're actually a song. The bang, 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 the bang, bang, bang. I forget who does that song. My my son will tell me. I thought you were gonna. It was like someone personal to you. Like my son actually does that song. No, no, it's a, it's a, (laughs) it is a very popular song, or at least it was like one or two years ago. My my son's not like by any means on the forefront of all things pop culture, but mm. he's aware enough of them, so he knows that song, and he he listens to it frequently. It's bang bang bang. It's like part of the lyrics. And they talking about gun violence. In Never. That song. Never. Um, uh, we gave that up with uh, was it um, all the what, pumped up kicks? Who's saying pumped up kicks? That was a really. Oh popular song only by, kids with the, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one foster the people foster that's people. right foster the people had a song about gun violence and then we went like hey wait you're singing about gun violence and they went oh yeah that's probably not a good idea anymore and they went away it was a really good song they that unfo- was up we unfostered the people we did <laughs> and that song was top notch and uh yeah i i'll never say the sea culture word but that was sea culture mm. word adjacent, I feel. Yeah. And, uh, and and here we are, not having fostered the people because they decided that their first hit would be a song about gun violence. And that was probably a bad call on their Came part. in strong, bad timing. Well, it would have worked. It would have worked nine years ago. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and, and with pop music, you can sing about just about anything because I, I've, I've compared it to like. Because most people cotton don't candy. listen to the lyrics. No, they right? don't. It's yeah. cotton candy cyanide. You can you can hide anything in pop pop music and people just kind of like nod along for those of us old enough to remember like genuine and the pony song mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah oh yeah yeah sean knows sean went to a middle school dance yeah where they, yep. they had to ban the song genuine <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna say i i think i listened to that song maybe last week yeah you know? there you go still still still, still relevant it's, 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 it's a good song in the industry we call that a recurrent yeah uh, a recurrent yeah. track uh that's yeah pop pop music fun but i don't i don't know we're gonna get way off in this we are here we go but but i mean generally they've stayed uh relational slash sexual i don't know that anybody's gone like hey you know what if we can reference gun violence and school shootings in a fun way in a pop song Hmm. maybe no one will notice and i'm not saying that that was the intent to foster the people but that's certainly what everyone latched on to with foster the people and it was just like, how did you not see this coming, guys? And, and there, I, they, there was, from what I've gathered, there was no response to that other than, like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see ourselves, ourselves out. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and that, was, that was their one and only album. Yeah, and, and it was just like they were going to be the next big thing, Echoes of the Beach Boys, and it was a summer hit. And then someone went like, wait, why is the summer hit of of this year about people running away from being shot? with guns and 
Then they try to be like because it's summertime and you have a break from worrying about that in your real life at school. <laughs> the it's only, wild. the That's only too much. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of was like them standing around like Spinal Tap and this is Spinal Tap being like it's a metaphor, but it's real, but it's a metaphor. And then, like, no one believing it. Uh, and, yeah. I don't get it. So uh, we make, have a we, we have. I was. I'm just going to throw it to Sean because we've entered, We've mentioned him several times. We have a guest with us. Yes. Uh, and I forget that we're not live streaming this episode. Therefore, the people listening right now in this moment is who I care about. I guess, but they can't see that we have a guest. So we should say that we have a guest. But Sean, I'm going to let you pronounce your last name because I've successfully avoided that <coughs> in the time of knowing each other. Waiting yeah. for this moment right now where. Uh, you great. teach me to do it correctly, and I'm going to listen very intently. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Uh, it's Bielefeld. Bielefeld. That's what I thought. Bielefeld. I did you, admittedly. Did you, did you really think that? Do you think I would say anything else in response to that moment? I really did, <laughs> well, actually. To be, I, I, to be I fair, I've heard every that. rendition. You've of heard it. every version of it. It's got yeah. it's it's got a it's a landmine of e's and l's in there yep. that yep. you don't know quite what to do with them until you hear someone say it. Yeah. Uh, but I've come. This is what happens to me. I'm old now. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've gotten to the point where when I can't pronounce someone's name or more often I forget people's names, that's how I handle that situation is to go, Hey, I don't know how to say your name. <laughs> say it. It's better than calling Sean, like calling it Sean champ. Yeah. Like, just Sean, take, Sean, buddy. Uh, Sean, buddy. <laughs> bud. Hey, bud. Yeah, I, I, the thing hey, that hey Seth, tell him your name. <laughs> most people sneak in. They'll just sneak in like a random letter. Yeah. Right? So put a it Z happens in the mail all somewhere. the time too. They'll be like, they'll sneak in an R or an N when it's clearly not right. If you look at my name, it's L's and E's and, you know, an F here and there. But they'll be like, <laughs> a couple D's. Bielenfeld. Bielenfeld. Or, you know, Beiler felt. And I'm like, where, where did that come from? You know, where, where is this past life of yours? You what, know, what's going on? I get Kinsley a lot. People drop an L in there. They just really want that L in there. I get Kinsley yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And every yeah. once in a while it shows up on a legal document and I'm like, yes, everything <laughs> after this piece of paper, I am completely absolved from for it's my alter ego and doppelganger, Casey Kinsley, who has no <laughs> legal standing and he can bind the company and anything he fucking wants. I don't, uh, I don't get that. But the, the like, the white people brain short circuits the L and the R in my name when they look at me. So they'll read it on paper as Tyrell and then they'll look up and be like, Tyler. I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. You just, you, you just Caucasian that name. That's say they look at you and they see what you look like they and do. then they read the name and they go, I almost called him Tyrell. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I've That's seen it. happens. They go Tyler or the the Terrell, Terrell, Tyrell, any, anything, uh, the Archangel anything from other Diablo Two. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> my phone calls you Tyrell. Yeah, or my not my phone, oh. my uh, my Bluetooth, whatever the head unit is in my in my Jeep. Uh, when it reads out your phone calls to me, Tyrell Dennison's calling, and I think of Tyrell the Archangel from Diablo Two. Yeah, no, it's. The, the moment that's immortalized in my brain, and I, I may have shared it on the podcast, so I apologize if people have heard this, but going into um, an HR meeting with our insurance, external insurance company for a previous company I worked with, myself and a gentleman named Jason both walked in the room. Jason was a uh, former uh, lineman for the University of Arkansas, black guy, and uh, a good friend of mine, and we both walked in together. And uh, they looked at him and said, uh, 
because it was two desks. Oh yeah, it's like you got to you got to pick a desk and sit down. And they looked at him. And they're just like, oh, well, we got this. And they go Tyrell. Tyrell. And he goes. He goes. No, I'm Jason. And they just you proceeded to watch someone crawl under the desk and die. Like I really was, wish that story. His name was Tyler. Like, that would that would be even better. That would round it all it the way well out. It. it was it was death of a salesman, but like not the play. It was the reality of it. It was beautiful. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, there's uh, uh, Jesse used to be here at Lofty yep. had a story like that because uh, his name was uh, well, I won't disclose his full legal name on the show, That's but probably good suffice call. it to say that it was uh, I think yeah, it, it sounded that way. He was he was a super white dude, um, and there were people on his team that like got really disappointed when they were like, "Oh man, we saw this name on the training sheet, and we thought for sure." Uh, we had we we had someone of our of our of our people yeah joining us here. Well, and, and I had that happen in a previous company where I I so I grew up in South Texas, so I was used to being the minority. But then I was hired into a company that was very diverse, and I was the minority there. And they took to calling me White Tyrell because they had to they had to like make the distinction in their minds like this guy's not who we thought he was. This is White Tyrell. And so everyone in that company called me White Tyrell, and I was fine with that. But it was very funny because it was just like, oh yeah, okay, cool, glad we're just like cards on the table here. <laughs> yeah, I'm White Tyrell. Like, have you guys ever worked with anyone with a celebrity name? Ooh, no, no, that's fun. Um, I have a friend uh, that I went to high school with. His name is Alex Baldwin. Oh, that'd be but rough. like it, like you know, it was just all everyone saw it. It was the same thing. They saw it in their brain short circuit and like, oh my god, like the actor, and like, no, it's Alec. But we we did call him Alec Baldwin a lot. Yeah, that's closest I got. High school buddy, yeah. Alex Baldwin. I worked with I uh, I worked with a, a Michael Jackson. Mm. Oh, and so um, I mean, everyone called him MJ. But, you know that um, this is like a subplot of the movie Office Space, right? It's the Michael. Yeah, Baldwin. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, totally. Bit. Um, but he, he totally embraced it, right? Like he t- his, his, I won't disclose his like Instagram handle, but it, it has to do with like, he's not able to moonwalk. And I was going to ask if he could moonwalk. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that's embracing it. Right. So that's, he really, really did embrace it, but yeah, he, he, he gotta, he gotta like clarify that every now and then, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I can't think of any other ones like that, but I like to feel like there's a lot of things when it comes to names. This is where my brain is broken. Anyone who listens to this show already knows this about me, but I make all kinds of weird association with stuff. And every once in a while, it's like I, in a different life, I think I actually maybe could have been a, a TV show writer because a scenario just enters my head that has nothing to do with anything that's happened to me. But I'm like, oh, but that would be funny. And so, for example, my name is not Rob. No. <laughs> Some of you may have noticed. But if my name were Rob, my fucking screen name on the internet would be Broccoli Rob. And every time I meet someone named Rob and their email is not Broccoli Rob, I just shake my head. And I'm like, what a fucking missed opportunity. So yeah. I, 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 I'm going <laughs> to call myself as as in, as not knowing the, Broccoli Rob. The dish, uh, Rob, R-A-A-B, Broccoli Rob. It's a, it's, a yeah. way of, it's a way of preparing broccoli. Yeah? Yes. Broccoli Rob. But I, I would be Broccoli I, I, Rob, I, R-O-B. It's, it's great. Someone I'd, out there, Rob, if you're listening, Rob, Robert, Bob, listen to me. Can Bob and Robert, those are interchangeable. Yeah, those, those are the yep. same. So, Robert. yeah, all right. All of y'all, 
Broccoli Rob. Go get it. Bobby. Got to go grab it at GitHub. It's probably already taken. I actually haven't looked Has up to, to see if someone's made be. themselves Broccoli Rob. You can flip it. If Broccoli Rob ROB is taken, you can just be Broccoli Rob, but people who know you will read it and go, ah, oh, I get it. So that that's where, I, A, I need to know what Broccoli Rob is. Yeah, I have to look that up. Yeah. But also, I it's like, is that enough in the, the common kind of lexicon of things that most people would guess that i don't because even i, I don't, sure did not i don't need most people to get i was like it. broccoli rob okay cool i would i would still enjoy it even if it were niche for like the three i don't people. know how niche it is but like yeah well, I would just, be, uh, it's like you and sean and that's it he knows you knew what broccoli rob was yeah, yeah. yeah. He knew yeah. Broccoli. yeah. Well, i've made a broccoli rob before yeah. you've made yeah. a broccoli rob. now he's, right, a, he's right, further yeah. down the chain than i am i don't know and, that and, I've, i may have eaten one but i don't know that i've so ever prepared broccoli now rob we've before. gotten to the food portion yeah, i see of the him podcast. i see sean googling broccoli rob over there to like <laughs> confirm if he's ever he's like wait wait a minute hold on what is broccoli rob yeah you need to now now you tell us i'm now fact checking myself that's what i'm doing right now i'm better you than the audience they'll do it sure but so, you you also have to tell us now how to broccoli rob. <laughs> so broccoli rob isn't a way to prepare something. This is what I was fact checking for myself. So now I was, I was throwing off. It's a type of broccoli. So oh really? It's, this, it's it's like the longer stem broccoli. I've always referred to can, that like, as you can saute it. And broc- like that. Broccolini. I yeah. thought it was a cooking method of broccoli. Yeah. I guess I've never yeah. noticed that it always looks the same. So is way. broccoli rob the same thing as broccolini? I think so. I think they're probably interchangeable. So that, I don't know. So bro- I'm not a broccoli. Now, now I'm both enlightened expert. and unimpressed. Now broccolini as a GitHub name <laughs> does not help you at all if your name is Rob. That's for someone else. But that's that's the deep cut. Yeah. If your name is Rob and you you name yourself broccolini, <laughs> broccolini. There you go. That's, that's like next now level. It's niche. Now yeah. someone looks at it and goes, "Huh, I get it." And you're like, "Oh my god, we are best friends now." Let's go yeah. to Farrell's and get some broccolini. They call it broccolini, but we'll call it broccoli rob. And everyone will look at us like we're yep. crazy. But but my name's Rob, and your name is also Rob. Obviously, <laughs> if you've thought this far ahead, if you didn't catch it, Farrell's being a local restaurant in Fayetteville, <laughs> Arkansas, that serves broccolini. That's as that's as niche as it gets. Um, Sean's a designer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put him in a box, but uh, Sean, you you self describe as what you are. We if we've learned nothing in the last two years, it's not for me to say; it's for you to say. Yeah. What are so, you? Um, <laughs> what am I? What? Still trying to figure that out. Well, I appreciate um, that, that you look like you're on vacation. Like uh, consistently, I, I when I when I look, I want to go fishing. And, yeah. It and does. There's nothing fishing related in your. Like yep. background, you've got I a want cabin. To go fishing. There's a it's cabin fantastic. vibe There's going a strong on. Strong cabin vibe. I got a cabin vibe. Fish out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. This is my 1956 basement. So nice. that, it gives that vibe. And then like the whole Minnesota coming from Minnesota vibe. That yeah. Vibe, that, that brings in the whole fishing. Yeah. So you, know. you are currently uh, ice fishing. Ice fishing, I yep. would say. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah, I got the hole in the water over here. <laughs> nice. Just waiting. Yeah. Um, you just yeah, melt, you melted a hole with your MacBook Pro, like just let it, just let it render <laughs> let some it stuff, and just it melts a hole in the ice. Yeah, uh, and the sad thing is, being from Minnesota, I, I haven't I haven't ice fished in probably uh, fifteen years. Oh, that's like so terrible to say. I, I hope no one else. I haven't done it in uh, ever, so you've got you yeah. got me beat there. Yeah, so that that works, but I mean, I want yeah, to. Yeah, so no. But yeah, I, I haven't. It's 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 actually pretty great. It's just I a lot it. of kind of waiting. Yeah, right? just like general fishing. That's what so. fishing is. Yeah, 
That sounds. That yeah, part sounds the it, same. It's just confined to a a a shed on the ice, as opposed to like yeah. just being out yeah. on the water. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I I am a self proclaimed designer, UX expert. You know, kind of. I've been doing this for ten years, but um, coming up with a label for yourself still is is. I think a designer works. I think designer works for for what. For all intents and purposes. See, that's why I, I made you do it, right? Because I know yeah. that there's a distinction between visual design yep. and experience design. And, yep. Experience design. Smart. Yep. I just I like to go with the general digital designer. Digital I think, designer. You know, that's Pro- product that's, designers. That kind of, product designers becoming really fashionable these days. Yeah, it is fashionable. Although it's it, very it, product designer and and in our world on the software side, product development. Which is yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to imply different than software development because all software is a product, but it, I think it implies a designed product maybe and yep. and like something that is you know not a back office tool, not something running on a rack somewhere. I don't know, but mostly it's just a label that's spo- it carries it has some baggage attached to it. It gets we're oh, you know where we are, Sean. We're in like the retail capital of the world because this is where Walmart is based here in Northwest yep. Arkansas. And so when you walk around saying things like product designer and product developer here, people are like, cool, you help Pampers make diapers that fall less because sure. that is product development in the consumer packaged goods world. So we have to yeah. be really careful or about you, calling ourselves a product agency. Or, here or you put like the new design on the Pampers. So you buy the seasonal Pampers with like, turkeys on them for the fall mm-hmm. or like christmas bows on them for gotta December. have them gotta have them turkey diapers the, 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 the uh <laughs> the seasonal design is real it's true i can totally relate because minneapolis being home to the target oh yeah all totally oh my world, gosh, right? yin and yang over here this is yeah. great yeah exactly Be so careful. once you the, let that out the same world there, uh, uh, Doug McMillan's gonna come over here and sever the hard line yeah. on our internet backbone so that yeah. we can't communicate uh <laughs> Doug, Doug no the, he's the CEO of, of Walmart. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, so, <laughs> and, and an avid Friday afternoon deployless. Big listener. <laughs> big, big listener, but only because he's sitting there by the fiber cable with his, with his tin yeah, snips ri- waiting to just like, stuff. I'm, I'm going to cut it when they go. Yeah. Everything kind of coming out of Northwest Arkansas gets like screened yep. through them. Yep. 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 They get the uh, final, final stand approval on everything. Yep. Um, Sean's been working with us on a couple of projects lately. He's not a lofty person. He's, yeah, I mean, he's befitting of a lofty person. Yeah, Otherwise we wouldn't be totally working yeah. with him, but totally. I just mean that Sean's, Sean's got his own, his own business up there in uh, Minneapolis and we've been collaborating on a lot of stuff and, um, it's definitely high on our minds right now because I don't know if I told you this, Sean, but lofty ran for ooh, a long time without, engaging design on many of our projects like for the most part it was like we'll go buy a theme and and i think that that's reflective less of our value of design and more of the clients we had at the time and their value of design or really their value of anything their value of their own money was very high and they were broke (laughs) um and that's okay but uh, as we're working on bigger much more um complicated projects here at lofty um, you know, we recognize more than ever how invaluable having like well thought out design to a big complicated project is, totally. right? Cause all the, all the customers come to us and they go like, we just want to make it real simple. And we're like, you may not realize this, but that's actually the hard part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's uh, people forget that 
making things simple is really the work. That's the magic, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But what's kind of funny about what you're saying though, is, you know, like lofty operating under, you know, using kind of pre-canned like templates and and things like that. I've actually seen kind of that happen in the design world where people were like, it's gotta be custom. It's gotta be custom. And now there's like designers are realizing that like efficiency matters, speed matters. And that like, Hey, you know what? We don't, there's a lot on the internet. We don't have to rethink everything. Right. So like the things that like Google materials in the world and um, you know, just Apple iOS, like their standards and a lot of times this work. So like why reinvent the well if you don't have to? So it's kind of weird that we're converging there. Well, and again, like we would do that. We would buy a template or a theme or something like that, not out of a devaluing of design, but out of an efficiency standpoint. All right. It's in the, it's in bootstrap. It's in some framework that we're already working with on the, on the front end side and we'll get it quick and our cheap ass client won't know the difference and we'll be able to get going. And, uh, yeah, so it's an efficiency thing for sure. Um, and I had another thought and it's gone. So there that was. I was like segueing toward it, and there Perfect. it went. I appreciate you being willing to just like own it and take it in. As I'm like, saying, I'm getting nah. older, and I just like I just uh, maybe it's just that my filter wore out yeah. or something, you know. Well, and <clears throat> so so to kind of take over from there. Thank you. One place we've we've kind of been is we we have always told our clients we are not designers, but we are developers with good taste. We have taste. We have taste. And so these are Herman Millers that we're mm-hmm. sitting in. Right it's true. Mm-hmm. Oh dang! <laughs> you, don't have, spot, you, right? you, don't, you don't have to have good taste to know that Herman Miller is a good chair. You, yeah. you can just be told that. You can yeah. just read that in a magazine and go, oh, oh. or just hear it in an NPR uh, underwriting. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only place I've ever heard Herman, <laughs> Herman Miller. Herman Miller <laughs> referenced that. Out. That and me bragging about these chairs every fucking chance yeah. I get yeah. in the and last three years. <laughs> we got them at an auction, folks. We can't actually afford them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> But they feel good. Everyone, everyone gets their Herman Millers at an auction. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. except Charles and Ray Eames. They were the only one because they yeah. made them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sean knows uh, who. Char- Eames, Sean knows who the Charles Eames, and Ray. Okay, I know okay. Eames chairs. Come on. Well, are, you, are you familiar? Mid-century modern. Are you come, familiar with the, just, the non-chairs, all the, the design work and the advertising? I just know Eames chairs. Come on. Let's get real. There's a great Eames documentary. Probably more than one, but there's at least one really good one I've seen on Netflix. Can't remember the name of it, but... It goes a lot into a lot of their visual work that wasn't furniture as well. I forget which was which. I think Ray was the wife, or maybe it was. It's see the thing is they both have traditionally men's names, and I can never remember. I'm like, oh well, it's if it, I know it's inverted, so Ray must be the wife. It's like, oh wait, no, but Charles could be the wife, and that would also be surprise you. Anyway, yeah. one of them You've turned this into the yes and else get pat now. Yeah. They were, they were, it was a, it was two Pats. It was yeah, a couple Pat, of Pats. It, well, that's, that, Pat married that, Pat. That happened in the, Charles the, the married Pat Ray. skit. I don't remember Pat's partner's name in Saturday Night Live. And was no it Ray? One, <laughs> no one <laughs> born anywhere near when I was will recognize that either, but it's, it's okay. We're, we're just, androgyny is a toy. And it's, it's ambiguity in the, in the naming that, that made it funny. But in any uh, case, yeah. One, uh, the husband was the furniture maker. The wife did a lot of visual designs. The uh, the powers of ten animation. Yes, right. So like yeah. zooming out from like the house to the universe in ten order of magnitude steps. That was like part of maybe some ad campaign or maybe it was just an art piece. I'm not sure. But they did a lot of video design. Anyway, there's there's a lot there. Nonetheless, way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 
in fashion. So, so <laughs> I'm just trying oh. to flex some knowledge of design in front of Sean. <laughs> I, I, I just, you, don't have, you don't have to impress me. I just I want him to feel included, and we haven't brought up Kubernetes once until just now, yeah. and I'm just trying it's, to be a good host. This is definitely our most design-focused podcast, and we've literally not talked about anything design-related besides referencing the, the, the I'm's chairs or Eames yeah, chairs. chairs. I've forgotten how to say it now. So. I'm Chairs is a different thing. That's a dog. That's a dog food that's, thing. Uh, yeah, that's a dog food. <laughs> yeah. In, anyway, we. So to return to what I tried to mention and start. I'm so impressed that you held on to it and you knew what it was. I'm just trying to get us somewhere. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm holding on to the steering wheel for dear life as it rattles out of my hand. <laughs> and I feel it slipping. Okay. Okay. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. <laughs> Uh, here comes. We, so, so we're we're software developers with good taste, <laughs> uh, uh, which there basi- it is. which basically means we can tell you which of these templates aren't trash, yeah. and we can build you software around them. And so, seeing with with your work in the projects, we've been uh, like happy to bring you in on, and, and your ability to take kind of like. You've been really good about working within the the context that we've brought because you you've not had a completely blank slate to my knowledge with any of the projects. At least had. on one product, he came in behind one of our theme right. selections. Yeah, right? exactly. That's yeah. what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Was yeah. Like you've you've come in and said like, okay, cool. I understand the constraints of this project, and you've done a fantastic job of like working within that constraint and and doing what the the client kind of expected. And in, in, in a way that complements what we're working toward with our software. And I've been in contexts where when design kind of runs 180 degrees away from what the software is trying to build. And let's be real, uh, design gets to own. When design comes in strong with clients, yep. design wins. Yep. You, don't, yeah. you, don't, you, yeah. you don't get to be the guy in the background being like, uh, I don't know how functional that's going to be. Like, they're just going to be like, go pound yeah. sand and build the thing our fancy designer told you to build because that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you just kind of have to bow to design. And so uh, in, in, in our time, like working with you, it's been really great because you've recognized the constraints. You've recognized the practicality of like finding those places where we've, we've kind of selected a framework and said like, hey, you know what? We, we need to work in these constraints instead of just being like, ah, I don't have to explain my art to you. And I, just kind of like pissing off. You've said like, great, yeah. cool. I can work within that. And you've done a great job of building stuff within those constraints. And like, I mean, honestly, on, on our side of the keyboard to know that we have a designer who is understanding of the constraints we have, understanding of the things we've chosen and maybe not even knowing, knowing why we've chosen them but being willing to work within those so that we can work together to accomplish what the client needs in a way that is very practical and achievable. Like that's fantastic to have in a partner like that. So I think that, and this, this brings me to it. Sean's looking very pleased with all of the (laughs) uh, praise. Don't let this end. Keep going. going. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part of the The peacock plume is going to fire up in the background. But we never, we never know what the topic of an episode, we may have a rough idea, but I was trying to think of what that is. And honestly, this was something that I, I had thought about a lot as well, which is just honestly the, um, 
the perspective of a very technical organization, whether it's a company like Lofty that's yeah. very technical or just like the engineering team within a, a company that traditionally does not work with design. I just think there was a lot of surprise from within our organization as we started working um, more closely with designers of how that process has worked. Um, and so I'm sorry. I mean, maybe it is just Sean. Maybe Sean's the only other designer that there does it. <laughs> Literally but, the only one. Yeah. No one look him up or Literally. hire him. Yeah. He's, we've <laughs> but, but I think that like, I think we had developers on that project that were really surprised that like, they were like, oh, we bought a theme on like theme forest and started building a thing with it. And like, there's a designer here now they're going to throw all our shit away. Yeah. We're going to have to rebuild it. And so there's a lot of surprise, I think. And I just, I don't know. I think that we have a lot of audience on this show working in really technical fields, yeah, totally. given the nature of the show that yeah. maybe have some of the same pretense totally. about what it would be like to we, work with a product yeah. designer. We've all got scars yeah. from when yeah. we've had to have those kind of relationships. Oh. So I'm, like, I'm curious. You know, I, that tension I, is never good. So, yeah, as I say, I have those same scars working with those same designers. I bet. So I think. Oh wait, wait, you know, wait, wait, what you, guys you said designers working with those same designers. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of designers that I work have worked with, or um, so our you know, fe- our fears were not unfounded. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought Just you were like, going to be like the developers I've worked with have also scarred me, but you're like so we're all <laughs> fighting the common enemy of those designers. <laughs> I really oh, I'm glad to hear that. There's, there's, it goes on both sides. Shitty dads. Oh yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I come from a, I come from like, um, experience of just work. I work with a lot of different types, right? Like design, you know, and I'm not a capital D designer, right? Like we're, we're that being is like, you know, we're all designers. We all have this philosophy that, you know, um, even developers are designing, right? Like we're, where you should all lead underneath the design uh, thumb and, and, and follow my lead. That's not, that's not where I come from. Right. Like right. I, I think what you guys are describing is somebody that's listening, right. Just listening to what's, what's at hand and understanding kind of, you know, it's a multi kind of faceted thing. So it's, it's business, right? Like yeah. we're listening to our clients. We're listening to our peers, our developers, and we're also taking and putting our point of view on it too, right? So if if any one of those legs falls falls off of that design process, you're gonna you're gonna find, you're gonna see it pretty evidently, right? Like either I'm gonna come in heavy handed, like you just um, described Tyrell, like, and I'm gonna just plow through and just ignore anything from a technical standpoint and just say this is the way it should be done. These fucking plebs make don't it know good design. Yeah. I'm practically so, Johnny Ive. We 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 yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, but don't don't make anything unapologetically plastic. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's um, exactly the big mistake there. Uh, I, there's de- developments the same way, right? I think what you're talking yep. about, Sean, reminds me a lot of how uh, we've branded our company as a consultancy rather than a dev shop or an agency. Yep. Dev, dev shop is kind of an insight. We call it that on the inside. Yeah, for sure. Agency is a dirty but word. But we don't promote ourselves as a software agency. We don't talk about it as no, an agency. No, no. I, I, the, It's a word that I use more often now than I ever have, only because I've surrendered to the fact that like supporting resources for our business model 
are described as agency supporting resources, yep. right? And so if I want to yep. go pick up a really good book on like how to structure ourselves financially, I need to go look at the agency business model. But as far as like using agency, big A, the, the bad word there, I, I hate it because it just implies so much that we're not um, because we're not like an ad agency. We're not like that sort of thing. And we take this highly consultative approach. Although I recognize now, this is my, my, um, definitely my cynicism getting the best of me. Lots of agencies take a very consultative approach. Sure. When I first started Lofty, I saw us as different than that. Um, and, and so we've branded ourselves as a consultancy, but there's like, if you've ever done freelance development, I think most programmers at some point have picked up a side project. If not for like a totally. friend of the family or something, um, there's two ways to do that, you know? And, in, and all of us have worked with a developer that's just like, no, wrong. Idea's bad. You have to, like, there's a, diff- there's a more consultative nature where you, like, hear through the, perhaps the client prescribes a solution and it's a bad prescription of their own. Right. But you have to hear the validity in it. Like, there's a problem yeah. in there. You yep. may have self-selected a, a shitty solution to it because you don't know any better, and that's why you want to pay me money, right? Um, but like, it's that consultative nature that makes the difference, and that you know that that can go to dev like big time. I, yeah. How many times have you know if you've ever seen like someone end up in a bad solution, like a software solution, Tyrell? Or, like we look at some clients' work, and you're like, why did you build this and this? And it's like, I don't know. The developer said that the way we were going to do it was dumb and they did it this way. Yeah. It's just like, well, this is Drupal. <laughs> it was definitely uh, wrong. I should not have left that. I know. At Drupal, I, know. But I knew you would I, love a Drupal a, reference. It's, it's good. You gotta, you gotta meet with, hit me with one of those I'm, every once in a while. I know how to get him. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> but I think, so what I love about the posture, the uh, posturing is the wrong word. Cause we're not posturing, but like, Taking that position. Positioning. Yeah, positioning. Yeah. Is that it's it's clear for clients that come to us. It it, it allows people to self-select. Because if if you're looking to come to something to have something built without a whole lot of input, you go to an agency and you say, like, this is what I need, this is what I want built. Go build me this thing. And they go, like, cool, we'll do yeah. that. You don't I have go to this someone problem. who has come to me and speculatively right. yeah. pitch a solution without asking yes. any questions. Yeah. You don't have someone with consulting in the name my, because that implies history, like right? you have yeah. decisions. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Have you worked yeah. in like that traditional saying, agency model where you do spec work and stuff? Oh yeah. Oh god. I mean, I hate I mean spec work. Thing about growing up in Minneapolis specifically is is that there. That's an agency you know, town. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's an agency town, old agency town. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and that's why when I say like, yeah, I worked with those designers, it's because everyone's trying to make this switch to a digital standpoint, yeah, right, right? Right. And it's only, it's only, honestly, a few gen, you know, the the people my age or younger that really have any, you know, education around that because they grew up with the internet. They you know grew yeah. up with computers yeah. and. And so a lot of the stuff that I learned wasn't being taught, right? Like just, you know, in schools, UX and digital design, it's kind of on the job training. Same the thing. Only way you get yeah. On the, totally. On the yeah. job training I, I think of, I think of like, when I think of kind of where a lot of folks from our side of things kind of grew up in the sense of like some of the best developers I, I know don't have CS degrees and they've just kind of gone and grew up in it and hammered it out and learned all these things there's a whole lot of designers that if they were willing to kind of move beyond the, the basic model grew up with like Photoshop and just a a bootleg copy at that. 
and, yep. and, 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 and just, Photoshop five. But they, but they had a passion yeah. for it. Exactly. They had a passion for it and they invested in it. And so there's a whole lot of people who can fit in the model for that transition that was really clumsy. And it was just like, okay, cool. We're moving digital, but we still don't value it or understand it, but we need somebody to do a digital version of it. And, and so there was a whole lot of people who could do that. But now like, there's a there's a whole another level where people who are more thoughtful about that and were able to go like okay cool you you don't understand what you need here but I understand what you're asking for and so I can help translate that and put that in a design and work within the constraints you have but in the same time like bring something new to it like that's that's honestly like that feels like that's just starting to happen within the last yeah. like five years maybe yeah. I was going to say, you just described my career. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's, 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 that's really what it was. Yeah. was picking up some Photoshop I, bootleg version at that. Mm-hmm. And, everything you said verbatim yeah. is my story. And I, I've known those guys. like Because you, I'm the software equivalent of those guys. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I might have known you for a while. He's been scoping out ice fishing holes for a long time. I mean, I, you, we might be MySpace friends. Don't go check for that. Don't go um, check. But, but yeah, like there there's a place where people transition from old mindsets and, and move into new paradigms and recognize like w- the value of what they know beyond like the immediate kind of deliverables. And for, for designers who have, who kind of grew up in that very, uh, forgive the word, but, but it, it, it honestly kind of like describes the ethos like that, like, punk rock kind of mindset of design mm-hmm. that happened yep. with a lot of software engineers yep. um, who've been able to transition out of that into something where they're just like, I'm going to give you something beyond just, I can do what you've asked me to do to I'm an expert in this. I understand it better than you do. And I'm willing to tell you that. And I'm willing to work within that kind of context. Like that's super valuable. And we're starting to see people who are making those kinds of choices and, and, and leading design in those kind of ways beyond like the kind of credentialed people of old, so to speak. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. like you, you would have had that with people who would have had the design credentials to kind of be like, well, I'm, uh, and I have no idea what university or RISD program would be one of them, all the, right? Say Rhode say, Island yeah. school of design was yeah. one of the big prestigious. Sure. Ones sure. And, yeah. So, yeah. so say all the fancy places where people just kind of bow to you and, and give you carte blanche to go do your thing there's a whole generation of people who've recognized like I grew up within this context. I understand it. I have expertise you don't have and I can, I can build you something better than you understand. Yeah. And right. like, that's really cool to partner with people like that versus just people who are just like either a, I'm going to give the client exactly what they want or B I'm going to build my vision of what the client wants and you have to submit to that. And, and if you disagree, look, yeah. take a look at my pedigree. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah. like, I, I studied under Johnny Imes and made chairs <laughs> of, of beautiful, majestic plastic. And yeah. so, you have that place. And so, it's it's uh, exciting to kind of see our uh, our kind of equivalent within the design world. Yeah. And and partner with people like that who who think about solving those problems in very similar ways. Yeah. So, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, that was kind of a backhanded compliment because I complimented Lofty, yeah, in complimenting Sean. We did such a good yeah, job. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of that one. I I'm I'm curious. I want to um, I want to ask some questions, Sean. So when I started in web development, 
web development didn't exist. It was just called web design. Yeah. There was yep. this, there was this unexist, there was just, it was this, uh, seamless isn't the right word. It was just for lack of, it was out of total ignorance. We just thought that web development and design were the same thing. Yes. Because you weren't really like programming as much. It was markup and it was definitely a lot more visually based. But anyway, I started as a web designer. Thus, I fancied myself a designer. And I thought I had good taste. I did, I did a lot of design work. Spent a lot of time in Photoshop, right? But at some point, I realized the part of it that I was good at, the thing that was making it click was actually the programming as that started to get more sophisticated. And then, like, very rapidly before me, I saw the two paths emerge and the industry agreed, like, oh, there's web development and web design. And now, like, web design's not a thing anymore because design is design. And it's applied across all channels, right? Yeah. Um, but specifically, I'm curious from your world, are you specifically working in product design or are you doing design work that might find – I mean, I guess if you do like identity design, you, you might find it in print or something like that. But like yep. do, you per, yeah. is it, is, do you separate those as two different schools of design, product yeah, design? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I think there's – I mean, it's a deep, it's a loaded question, but um, yeah, I, I, in my world, I've always kind of separated those kind of brand designers kind of building a identity, a system um, around, you know, an organization and kind of a vision mm-hmm. separately from those kind of, you know, digital or even kind of business designers. So that's kind of like, uh, a term that had been kind of tossed around for a long time, right? Like business people designers. that business designers, mm-hmm. right? Like um, a lot of the, a lot of the things I care about and ask about it in a project from scratch is not really around the aesthetic at all. You know, like it's around, yeah. it's around the same stuff that you guys actually off the ass ground, right? Like the discovery work that you guys have done on the projects we work together is time saved for me because you guys are asking the same kinds of things. Yeah. That like what are your actual outcome. problem and how are we going to yeah. measure it? Like yeah. what, what does success look like? You know? Yeah. And, 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 I think and like, what's yeah. The, what's important is that from like a point of view and kind of diversity standpoint, you, even though we're asking the same questions and maybe getting the same answers, but the follow-up to a lot of those things is really kind of what kind of starts to make and break a project. Cause yeah. we have different experience about tackling those problems, right? Yeah. Like, okay. I can depend on your crew to definitely like start technically tackling it for, um, you know, my side, I might start investigating some, like how well do they know their users? How well do they actually know their customer at that standpoint? So um, some of those things are equally overlapped, like with like brand designers, right? Like there, it kind of just ultimately ends up where like the goal of the project is at the end of the day. Right. And like how invested the client is into really answering the question why, and that can happen. Like I said, there's brand teams that run with that and just talk to customers and do the research. Um, Some clients just don't care about that and they just want impact. Right. And so that's the goal is, you know, impression and and stuff like that. So um, I do separate them. Um, but what, what I think this has been something that I've always kind of been advocating for over my career from like a UX standpoint is that digital design is online offline too. Just like brand design is online offline, right? right. Like a brand right. needs to live online and it's got to live also, you know, on packaging and print, all these things. But on the side of a truck, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, the side of a truck. Yeah, I've always been like the same way where it's, um, you know, huge, huge in New York was always doing really interesting things. Like, I think they, in the years past, opened up a coffee shop so they could test out different um, POS systems. Or it was like experiment with those things. Right. So. Like um, some of the client work that See, we've done. When like, I hear stuff like that, I just go like, man, what incredible margins they must have in their business. <laughs> <laughs> they're not billing by the hour when they're, they're just about, like, what are they serving? Let's just they're open up a nice- coffee shop and, and just fuck around with it on the, on the client's time. But actually that is that kind of stuff is like where they get their edge. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it's in jest when I say on the client's time, although it depends on how indulgent, how gold trimmed out your coffee shop is. But uh, I, that kind of stuff is just like, we've got some gold trimmed out coffee that's, shops that's around here. That's certainly something I can Have you seen the new one up in Johnson? It's, it's unreal. It's something. Um, it's so unreal. It's the best coffee in the world. I know you're a, you, you've had, you've had some of the best coffee in the world, right, Sean? You and Onyx are you, fan? Are you catching uh, that? I thought we talked about this. Have you had Onyx coffee before? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Onyx fan. Onyx just opened a new, uh, a new, a new store locally, and it's. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know what it is. They don't know what it is. They opened a building. It's a coffee shop, <laughs> restaurant, bar, patio, convenience store. Wait, they fucking yeah. vibe house. They, uh, they, like, you, you go in and they teach you how to live. Yeah, exactly. It's not even about coffee anymore. <laughs> it's just like everything about your life is wrong. Come you, in here. Yeah. We'll teach you how to live while you're at it. Have a cup of coffee. They pair us. they pair you up with like a fashion designer when yeah. you walk in the door. You, you get like, yeah. this whole thing's not working. And before we serve you coffee, you need to put this jacket on, check yeah. the shoes. Let's talk about your accessories. It's a a life sommelier. It actually looks really cool. I, I'm, I'm I was closed when I was up there. It, I've, I've been there. It's great. We 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 we. What's it called? Do you remember? It's, no. it's like it's called like hello again good fellow it's, it's called that good building it's <laughs> yeah. called that building over there as far as i'm concerned but yeah. it's probably got some sort of obnoxious name uh in any case very design inspired culture around around onyx and stuff like that um and we've had the the privilege of working with um the design team that did their branding yep. on a project in the past as well because that's also local here but they've got they've got really cool branding but um yeah it's like the the whoever he or she came up with the 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 negative space arrow and the FedEx logo, which is one of my favorite yeah, examples yeah, yeah. of yeah, like intentional sure. design. Um, that's obviously that's a very different skill set than figuring out how to lay out form fields on a website for this really complicated Absolutely. configuration page of a yep. widget, right? Um, but they're both design, and I think that there's a lot of confusion in places that don't have a really well designed, like really well defined design practice of like what that is and who do you put in that chair to fix that thing? And what is that? And that's where I think like product design, people think a lot about UX, but like, I don't even know if I have UX, right? Like UI design and UX design are apparently different fields. They, in my mind, that's the thing that I'm like, Oh, I believe it because people tell me that, but I don't clearly understand the distinction between user experience and, and specifically user interface when it comes to product design. That yeah, I mean, it's all, can you spe- help me it's with all that? spectrum. Is it all bullshit? Yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. It's what his, that's what his face says. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just no, added it's a, it. It's a, it's a spectrum. I've lived, I've lived on that spectrum, you know, basically on my career of UI to UX and determining who that like reports to, who's that fall underneath yeah. an organizational chart. It's still not clear. Um, unless, unless you're like a UX organization or have like that, um, chair, but yeah, I mean, I've always kind of said, 
and I'm a generalist, right? Like I kind of span across all of them, but there, you know, there are UX specialists that fall and their one job is to just do UX research, right? Like, and that's all they do and they do it well. When you say research, um, we're or, talking about like or, looking or at user. comp comp products in the market and talking to people and asking questions, like yep. sort of discovery yep. type work, right? Yeah, like you know, it could be like yeah, like ABC AB testing, you know, just like taking something that exists and just testing the hell out of it, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like on the visual side, like UI specifically, there's people that just are like illustrators for digital, right? Like that that can just slot in right there, so. It just depends on, that's why I say it's a spectrum, right? right. And a lot of organizations, they don't have everyone kind of slotted in to yeah. do all those things, but they have generalists that kind of do most of those things. So UI and UX are different. They blur. I mean, it, some of it's bullshit. Absolutely. All right. But um, at least I got him to say know. it. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. There's plenty of bullshit on our so, end of things too. So I'm, I'm curious now, like what is the design equivalent of, uh, someone I know calling me um, because I am a software engineer and asking me to fix their printer. Mm, what's yeah. the Ooh. what's the what design analog? The there? design analog. Because oh my gosh, is it also fix my printer? As it turns out, I don't know. It's probably, I don't know a goddamn thing about I, printers. Because I, the funny thing you saying that is, I'm the fixed printer guy. Yeah. in my whole extended family. Yeah, right? I bet. All right. And, it's probably that's, because that's just because you've you've been known to sit near a computer from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time. What's right. to say? Oh, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the truth. I know the truth, but yeah. So, um, oh man, what would that be? There's always like, do people like come over and ask you for like interior design advice? Like, where should I put this couch? And does this pillow match? No, I get a lot of like web development questions. Oh, okay. Dude. Yeah. So, like, I have a website I want to build. How would I? You know, like, how would I? how would I build this like exhaustive website? And I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. Right. Like, um, everyone thinks I'm a developer. Okay. Probably similar to that. Everyone thinks you're an IT specialist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So most people don't know what a web design is, especially like in my, in my extended family, they don't know what that is. Yeah. If you're outside of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't help the fact that like people building websites were all called web designers for a little while. So yep. maybe if you tuned yeah. in for a minute around the dot com bubble where that was all over the news, yeah. about they were, five years, maybe. yeah, they were talking about like you know PayPal IPO and PayPal an innovative web design operate, you know, like because CNN didn't know what the fuck to call it either, and so it that may have confused it all from everyone. Um, I had a question which was for the organizations that listen to this show that are very technically oriented. Um, that don't have any sort of design in-house. They're gonna, they've decided they're going to go like add that very first design resource, right? So this kind of goes back to my previous question. What is that job? We're talking about like a, not like a strategy role or like a, a executive role that builds a department. It's just like we need boots on the ground in our software company to go like design the product that we're building. What, what role do they create? Um, and I guess I think your best bet. I'm thinking of it like in terms of titles, like what attracts the right type of person. Is that a UX yeah, role? Is a UI role? Exactly? Yeah. Um, man, I go back and forth on this one. Mostly on, I still think I would probably go more generically a digital designer. Digital people designer. That, okay. People that 
when you put out a visual designer post, you're going to attract both the digital kind of folks that have done it, you know, in and out and the brand guys, right? Like the brand, they're going to have a really sweet portfolio because they have a lot of tangible elements to it. That's like, like I did this packaging I've done this and that, and it's going to look really attractive, but what they're going to have a hard time adapting to is some of the things that we brought up already in conversation, right? Like technically how things work. And, you know, I've always, I've always told designers that are trying to make that leap. You don't, you know, everyone's always worried about that. They need to like know how to write code. Right. And I'm like, you don't, but it helps if you can like read it and understand how it operates. Right. Like it definitely helps, but you don't need to, there's other, there's other great people that do that job. Right. So from my perspective, there should be a curiosity around it. There should be like, like, you know, when we have conversations, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I don't know what it is, but tell me what to Google and I'll figure that out. So I think by inherently putting like digital designer into the title, those people know who they are. They like, that's, that will speak to them more. And that will probably weed out some of the unattractive, you know, um, just visual designers that are just looking at any design posting kind of out there. So I think that's, that's um, a, that's a good answer yeah. because that's kind of what I'm, uh, that's kind of what I was getting at is what signals to the right type of person for that job. that this yeah. does for me, because I can imagine a world where say when lofty goes to hire its first like in-house staff employee, yep. you know, that we like go out and advertise a position and we put a name on it. Like, UI design or UX design or something, right? Yeah. And we just fucking embarrass ourselves when someone yeah. comes in and is like, I'm exactly what you asked for. I'm like, cool, we need you to do this. And they go like, that's not what I do at all. We've done that yeah. with other non-software we've, we've, roles. We've done that with other roles. Yeah. <laughs> software roles we've got on lockdown. We've definitely put out stuff like, for other non-software roles yeah. and be like, why are you, you're, you're a baker. Like, I appreciate what you do for a living, but it doesn't have a place here. Yep. <laughs> that's good. And, and so, like, with, with going with a, a digital designer, that would bring people who are, who are looking at, at that digital space, but also kind of being forward-thinking and considering things like as, uh, oh gosh, as cringy as we will all find this when I say it, but, like, people who are willing to consider things like, where does the the text field go on this form? Like, digital design right. Right. already kind of... When I hear... So, in other words, for a designer who's looking for a position, when they hear digital design, it's implied, like, you might have to figure out where this text field yeah. goes. You might, you might be doing have some low-level UI work. Yeah, right. you, you you're going to have to figure yep. out what it looks like when someone resets their password. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. But you're also going to have to think about, like, how many steps should they go through? And what is that? What is... Because that's what I think of in yeah. user experiences. Not th- not buttons you can draw on a screen, right? But, like, how is the user interacting with this product? What is it... Like, what are the things that happens in between usages of the product, right? That, like, when they come back, what do they feel? You're thinking about not just, like, what's happening it, in the product it, itself. It, to, to, to use a term that we're familiar with on the software side... Like that sounds like a full stack designer. Um, I see that. I've oh, seen sure. that term before. People call. The, I've seen full yeah, stack. Are you designer. serious? Full yeah. stack designer. What do is a people term? mean when they say full stack designer? Oh, I don't man. think I've ever. I've, I've seen it. Seen I've seen it. I, I've always wondered if it was but, someone with a dev background that maybe is like a front end developer I, that likes. Design. I would. Ass- I would assume. I would assume like a hybrid design front end dev front end developer like, that checks out that they've. Yeah, they've checked out both. Like they can kind of 
Now that JavaScript yeah. has yeah, eaten the world, anyone that's a front-end developer can call themselves no, stack. no, it's true. No. They can. They sure can. I know, but mm-hmm. I don't want. I I value designers tremendously because I recognize it's not a place I have any kind of strength, and I don't want them on my server. And just because no, <laughs> just because JavaScript is on that server doesn't mean like a full-stack designer needs to be there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we were we were making such progress. We were making I such progress. Where did we go? Where I found it. I found the I found the button. JavaScript is 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 the place. JavaScript the JavaScript universal place. JavaScript is the poison pill for all things <laughs> conversational around here. Uh, yep. Sean, best version of Photoshop ever. As we're wrapping up this episode, best ver- best version of Photoshop there ever was. <sighs> No version. What? I'm not oh. a Photoshop elitist. Oh, I. I what's, what's your? I mean, what's is, that, your... is that even in your tool set that much these days? Yeah, it's not what's, in my tool set. Yeah, at all. really. So this is how. This I still is how open Photoshop just, on the regular. This is I'm, how I'm just out of touch we are. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. the modern day equivalent of Homeboy I, with uh, Photoshop or, or or Illustrator or what was a Fire so, or something? Was it, what was the Adobe Fire thing? That was a thing. If you're, like, if you're most most design digital designers would be on the Figma train. Yeah, oh, Figma, yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I've got, I've We've got dabbled. Some, We've dabbled. We've dabbled. I've got some recent. I've got some very tender burn spots. Oh, you my, you were recently delivered some uh, some some impossibly to I've, impossibly I've been impossible beaten, to build assets I've in the form of a Figma. with Figma recently. <laughs> yeah, and then when things didn't turn out the way that people expected, the first time it was just like well. Okay, cool. We That's will not... we will we will build you your Figma and then the next time I built them their Figma and they said like why isn't this feature rich? I said because you told us to build you your Figma and we built you your Figma. And to, so, to be fair, that's not like, Figma's to me, that's, fault. That's like uh, that's like going like it? I don't sit on couches anymore because someone beat me with a couch. I don't think we I, should reasonably expect to be beaten by couches. But that's where I would disagree because and, and and this is recent pain coming through, and I'll admit it. But Figma is a very powerful tool, and to me, that's a bit problematic. You mm-hmm. can go a little too far with Figma, as I um, as I've seen see, it. You can you can do things with Figma that you shouldn't be able are, to do. <laughs> are you saying, for my clarity, are you saying that like Figma can do things that kind of go beyond the scope of of design? As far as like the developers get it, designers can make Figma do things that like are not intuitive to developers that, oh, that's something I'm here to Fig- implement. Figma or, or can like- give an unrealistic in- impression to stakeholders Ah, because you have so many ways to yeah, customize click, click one button and do very and customizable stuff. things yeah. in Figma. Yeah. But yeah. the practicality of implementing a pixel perfect pixel perfect representation of what's happened in Figma has implications mm. that are hard pressed to convey to clients. And so that's where to return to our conversation. Having to be having, fair, having a designer who recognizes the constraints they've been asked to operate in and given a tool like Figma, that's a great thing. My most recent experience with Figma was not that way. The the designers were given carte blanche to go build the most badass thing you can think of in Figma, and we're gonna make our software developers build you that. And we said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. We well, that's, oh, we that's, can do that, but that means there's functionality constraints. And they said, like, no, we want it to function like we expect it to, with all the things that we want you to integrate with. But also, it has to look exactly like Figma. 
And it's just like, the world does not operate around the constraints of Figma. Like you have to, like when you're bringing other things in, yep. you have to design around the things you're bringing in. Those, yes. are, your, those, yep. are, those are your constraints. So those are your limitations. And those designers never once asked us, are there things we have to consider with our design when we build in Figma? And so Figma built then this wonderful world that was presented to the client and they went and clicked a thing and clicked a thing and, and did a thing. And they're just like, this is fantastic. We just want this on the website. And this is like, cool. We can't build you that, so we're going to build you the closest thing. And then they were just like, "This isn't Figma." And we're like, "Cool." For the next for the next iteration, we will build you Figma. And they were just like, "This is Figma, but it's not all the functions we want." And it's just like you you can't have them both. We want to deliver, so let's find a place where we can f- meet in the middle and say, like, "Let's build in Figma within the constraints." And so that's that is my. Uh, uh, battle scars with Figma. So I think that two thoughts on that. Number one, we need, we need export Figma to HTML. That would be helpful. Maybe it's called SVGs. They're amazing. Trent will tell you all about them on a I future love, podcast. I love me some SVG. Yeah, um, Trent on here. We need to get Trent on here. We, do we need had to him get yet? Trent on here. Trent's no, we haven't. He's, a, he's the only loftier you haven't heard from. It's true. On this We're going to get Trent on here in depth. Um, so part, I think one thing there, one nuance that's important is the tool that was being designed. In that situation. By the way, uh, the biggest thing you pointed out was just bad client product management. Sure. The, of the client seeing the mock-up and going like, oh my God, make that happen and make it do everything. Like There was a breakdown there before it got sure. to you. But um, the tool in particular that you were building, at least if I'm thinking of this right, it, at the phase of whatever phase of project that was, because boy, did the uh, needs change rapidly, but was a design tool. Right, so they were using a design tool to design a tool that was very open ended for designing the product itself. Well, yeah, it was a a content management system, so it's about to get more meta on it. Yeah, Yeah, like what happened was someone someone used Figma to design to say like build a system that will allow people to build the things Mm -hmm. that I can build in Figma. And that's, and 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 that's where I think big client like mentality breakdown there was someone could not see the difference between the tool that was being built and Figma, the open-ended tool that you can design anything you want. Right. It was like, it was like building a tool to make like Figma as a CMS. They couldn't tell what the, what was the Figma output and what was the features of Figma itself. And that got convoluted. You get what I'm saying, Sean? Yeah. I'm trying to do this without like disclosing any specifics of of this, you know, so it's being, we're being all intentionally vague here, but yeah, that's, that's where that was. By the way, the answer to our trivia question earlier, Photoshop seven, Photoshop seven was the, uh, (laughs) who had Photoshop seven. It was the windows XP of Photoshop. It was, it was a damn, it was a staple for a decade. Um, Photoshop CS, I think it was just called CS or maybe there was an eight in between. All right came out and it was bullshit and so, it was photoshop 7 was so figma for those of us who've not been beaten with it recently figma is the way to go that's where everyone's going huh um sketch is the other popular one i've but, used um, sketch a little bit i've used sketch i like it better already because <laughs> i haven't <laughs> because i haven't been beaten with it yeah never heard yeah. of it sounds wonderful <laughs> yep, i love it <laughs> yeah no so I, there's some other characters. There's always flavors of the week, just like you guys deal with, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you guys deal with some different. Yes, we deal with JavaScript developers very regularly. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's all these different flavors that pop up. But 
Figma, Figma's not going away, so you're going to have to heal. You have to have some therapy sessions to get over I, I will. the scars. I appreciate but, that. You know, that unfortunately, like it's going to be exposure therapy more than likely. This is going to happen. Yeah, you guys yeah, are collaborating a little bit, maybe some still. Although Tyrell's yeah. not in the day to day project, where you got to start sending him some Figmas, but send him really nice okay. ones. Well, and, and don't yeah. send him Figmas with clowns in it. Are you the clown guy? I'm not. No, we have a clown guy. I was. I, I was remember. a clown guy years ago. I That's don't, what I'm. I'm remembering. not the current clown guy. That was your childhood. I was, yeah, I was a childhood clown guy. Oh yeah, it's all coming people. full circle. Yeah. No idea what that client wanted built, but we know everybody on that team's childhood fears. Yeah, that's, that's discovery time well spent. <laughs> oh my god! I wish you weren't so right right now. That's like the main thing you took away from that project. Oh. That's the only thing. I remember was that Tyrell used to be scared of clowns. <laughs> that should tell you how well that went. Yeah. Anyway. To be clear, we were not in charge of that discovery process. We were, uh, we were merely participants. Uh, <clears throat> good night. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm triggered. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. Well, Trent, uh, uh, one of our team members, is kind of like right on that line between designer and developer. He's very, very design interested, very front end heavy. He's fantastic to have. And he does a really good job of kind of, uh, putting those places together. And in all honesty, when we had those hard times, I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, help us kind of figure out, you know, like how do we bring this to life? And that's when he was just like, well, let's just export the SVGs because you know, the, the only way to get what is like what has been told, put to you in, in mm-hmm. front of you in Figma is to export those as SVGs and we can interact with them in those ways. And we did that. And that was unfortunately not, also not <laughs> what was expected. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a weird Cat 22. Um, I, I, it was we, the world. This is, that was just client work. It, it was, was just client was. work, and unrealistic I mean, expectations. I'm not, I'm give, not gonna, me, give me seven lines, all strictly perpendicular to one another, and, all at the same and time. And to be clear, we did, uh, yeah, yeah. nice. To be clear, we did not deliver a pixel perfect representation of the Figma, but we chose to go more Figma focused than function focused. That was, that was a choice that was made and that was agreed upon and that was later made to be. That was that was later questioned in a way that was uh, uh, interesting. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, I say that to say like I, I I see a lot of good things in Figma, and I see people like Trent use it um, to do really powerful things. And so I'm not scared of Figma. Uh, I'm I'm uh, especially when you say like get used to Figma. I'm just like cool. Glad to know. I need it's good to, to know. Like kind of it's get good to know what's it. eating the world. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. You right. have to know what to what to resist against and 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 what to appease. You know, right? Exactly. If it's the robot uprising, I need to know if I'm. Yeah, it's like oh, if this is forever, I need to know which ass to yeah. kiss. Right? Yeah, exactly. I to, yeah. So I I don't I don't I no longer like resist JavaScript. I just say like the front end framework of choices. View not React. That's my mm-hmm. acquiescence. And so whatever. I need to do to get comfortable with Figma and operate within those contexts. And I think a lot of that will be more about like just communication within a team and, and knowing those kind of limitations will be, will be key. So yeah. Figma is not the enemy here. No, I appreciate it's, that. It's, That's good. That's yeah. good. I yeah, need, I need Figma apologists. Reassuring. I need yeah. Figma apologists. Yeah, reassure. I need, I'm, I'm going to send this podcast out to different team members to kind of make this their mm-hmm. catharsis. It's just going to be like the audio clip of Sean saying Figma is not the enemy. 
And yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it on loop like oh, ASMR we're gonna style. Mean that. I wish yeah. I had recorded the video on this one so that we could turn that into a, a, a GIF we can pass around. And, yeah, uh, Figma's and not the enemy. Come up. I think that's the, that's the Figma project I have to send you. Yeah, you can do that there because Figma Figma's can not, do anything. You know, um, and then Figma all we have to do enemy. is implement it. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> a Figma project about Figma not being the enemy. That sounds about right. Very meta. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's been fun, you guys. We've rounded it out. We've, yeah. done, we've done the full thing. Sean, do you have any closing thoughts for us? We, we, we grilled you a lot and talked about design a lot. You didn't ask us much about dev, and that's okay. I'm just curious if like you have any. I feel like that that means it needs to be a part two because... I could do a well, two-parter on this one. And, and, and Well, I mean, I want to... The title of this episode is going to end up being something like two confused developers implore a designer to explain design to them. Yeah, and I'm then not we can try flip and it around. That all out. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I think we should because we, we never got to the section that we're hoping that introduce that's right. right that's right do we have that's a topic exactly that i didn't right. no yeah we absolutely <laughs> oh, had a my topic. Bad. well but that's what's good about like a good podcast means like you don't get to the topic because if you're able this to have those conversations the topic is usually is a, the topic is, is called a teaser yeah, yeah. this is called a teaser yeah right? this yeah. is good we can do a follow-up the topic usually functions as a sort of bumper on the gutters <laughs> they were like yeah. shit we gotta pull back on the yoke hard what was the topic we wrote no, down but, before the show no, we, but, are, we are out there yeah <laughs> so we, we the the topic we wanted to get to was exploring app, apps that um oh that that needs our appros yeah. oh yeah yep. oh i know i know where the the, the origin whole... of this came from a from a from a call that i yeah. shared between me and one of our product owners that i shared with sean you didn't get to participate in that call it's all about the podcast yeah. but man but i felt yeah. like i was there i felt like i was there in spirit you were? i was we, you were. comedic old <laughs> we we found we, yeah we got our we got our hands on an app a client app but not an app they built. The the one that the 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 yardstick upon which we will be measured when we build a better app. And it's a piece yeah. of shit. And I think uh, another client in the app. I was I was yeah. relentless with it, but I got very frustrated. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing. In fact, I can think of I can think of like that app probably a top five hit list of bad UI yeah. uh, yep. concepts that Bring I hate. It. And like, you know, it won't make it to the main list, but like kind of like honorable mention, the combination of infinite scrolls and fat footers. Cause like yep. both of those things were hot people doing the same time. It's like, how do I get to anything on your site? Oh, there's 400 links at the bottom. Good luck getting to them. Cause everything fucking infinite scrolls. When you get down there, it's like, I almost saw the careers page. Ah, fuck it. I don't want right. to work here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scroll, Never mind. Scroll, scroll, Never scroll, mind. I don't yeah, want a job yeah, here yeah, at all. Yeah. yeah. This sucks. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I will save it. That's so content that's, for the next one. I was going to say, I, I like it. I, I created a list. He's got oh, a list. God man. damn it. There it is. You could be more forward, uh, Sean. You can yell at us and say, this is off topic. We could have gotten to it. No, this I, is good. I we like, get to do another episode. Yeah, I like that this literally yeah. forces another podcast. All right, here's what we're going to do. Sean's going to come back. I don't know if it's the next episode, yeah. but it'll be a soon one. We'll have Sean come back. Let's bring Trent on. Trent being our oh, most designed forward. And you've gotten to work with Trent on a project yep, before. You guys Perfect. have a rapport. Great. This is going to be a show not to miss. Episode 100 and something, whichever one it is. That'll be fun. I'm I like that you promised it now within the next hundred episodes. I, that's like, uh, you see what I did? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I committed to it. Like, well, I mean, like, we have I to do it the next like, it. three yeah. years. <laughs> it's like a before we die kind of thing. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll do that soon. Sean, thanks for joining us, man. This is yeah, a lot man. of fun. Yeah, thank you. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll see everybody in a couple weeks. Maybe <laughs> the cadence we're working well. with.
We're working on it. And it's going to be fire. It's, it's going to be, be fire. It's going to be totally fire. We're, we're, Sean's going to be spitting fire. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com.